why don't you relax and accept the way we feel about each other? And how do we feel? I won't let you get away with that, Anne. You love me, and I'll make you say it. But first, first I must tell you, you are dearer to me than the world. And were you truly engaged to Prescott Sloan, I'd break it up. <laughs> You're mine, Anne Jeanette. You've been mine from the moment you walked through the door of the chapel in that blue dress. Your eyes just daring me to compliment you. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I tried not to want you, not to love you. There was nothing settled in my life. It was of all times the wrong time to fall in love. But at the dance, seeing you in everyone's arms but mine, I knew the truth. I couldn't leave Ashley without you. Oh, Mark, do you mean it? Honestly? You're a stubborn woman, Anne. Hard to convince. I love you. Love you. Marry me. For now and for always. Yes, yes. And I do love you, Mark. I've loved you forever and ever, it seems. And I think you've been positively spiteful keeping away for so long. I'll spend the rest of my life making up to you, darling. The rest of eternity, too. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, only if they can get married in the temple, which there are some doubts that were raised about temple eligibility for Mark. He's so worldly, you know? He's very worldly. He's very worldly. And if you're not sealed for all time and eternity in the temple, then I don't know if that eternal marriage vow is going to last, buddy. How are we only saying he's worldly when she's dancing it every, with every man <laughs> in sight? Say. Yeah. <laughs> there was a literal line that Peter, uh, could, Peter couldn't get a dance. Right? Peter, could Peter brought dance. her there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She owed him that dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part we should have read, actually, now that I think about it, because this kind of uh, spoilers for the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. We started at the end there. That's okay. So we like but to do things backwards. But how did they get together? Yeah, we're going to solve that. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod? It's me, Jessica. Me, Josh. And tonight we have a very special guest. Uh, Josh, do you want to introduce our guest? <laughs> yeah, you do it. <laughs> you ask me that every time we have a guest. It's great. <clears throat> He's too busy eating his little candies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's me, it's Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> oh. It's Harvey from Hoot and Holler Pod, your other podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're a all introduced. Does not make me read. <laughs> Actually, never mind. I, I was going to say doesn't force me to read books, but you did force me to read this book. <laughs> I did uh, foist this upon us. How all. did this? You forced them to watch horrible movies all the yeah. time. Yeah, but they love it. <laughs> you watch this is Bill a sore Maher. subject right <laughs> now. <laughs> well, I kind of gave myself up on this yesterday. Uh, <laughs> why this book? I thought it would be a good vehicle to talk about uh, all the fucked up things about Mormonism, one. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. also, I, I had this book foisted upon me as a teenager. As a teenager? And, uh, yeah, when did you think I read it? Ten? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was like Little House like, on the Prairie. Deal. I was like no. 11, 12. I, I would think that. Yeah. I was like 13 or 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah when my mom gave me this book. and oh, You were finally ready for it. I, yeah. <laughs> 
We didn't even tell anyone what the book is. It's called um, Summer Green. It's called Summer Green. By Janet Cox. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, a Mormon young adult novel. You didn't think that was a genre, but it was. Mm-hmm. I have some questions about the time period that this is I in. also have some questions about I that. I know it's post-Civil War. Yeah. Because they... Aren't their kids playing Civil War and they're like, damn the Yankees or whatever? <laughs> I don't so. know. Yeah. Oh, so and it's know in a, it's horse and buggy time. Mm-hmm. And see, I piece this together with it was after the Mormons went west, obviously, because it's mm-hmm. set in northern Utah. But her dad was a Mormon pioneer. She mentions mm-hmm. that. So okay. it can't be too far removed from Mormons going west. But then she also says there's electric streetcars in Ogden. So that really throws me <laughs> well, off. Well, and then they also talk about like, renting buggies were there buggy rental services that we are not sure. aware of because <laughs> that makes sense because peter at one point they're getting ready for a dance and he's like the buggy will be here i, I rented one it'll be here at eight o'clock <laughs> and i'm just like wait there were buggy rental i mean services? the concept of the taxi existed before the motor car i mean it, make, it makes sense but they lived out in the boonies anyway whatever and also she and her brother would bicker over the buggy like two teenagers would gotta share the buggy yeah so, uh, yeah, I couldn't find much about, actually, I couldn't find anything about Janet Cox other than the bio on the back of the book that says she's a playwright and songwriter. Um, I think I found one of the songs, but. Eh. Yeah, the only thing that I found was somebody who is in the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, hmm. uh, her blog, and there was a song written by Janet Cox. There we go. That's all I got. I think that was the thing I brought up too. Um, And apparently this is a series. Uh, The next book is called Valley of Fire. So (laughs) I've also read that one. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll have you on (laughs) for a a follow-up episode at some point. That's it. We're doing the whole series. Here's here's the problem with this is going to be a like Twilight style series is there's those don't end with resolution, do they? No, I guess they do. Here's, Never mind. Here's uh it's not I wouldn't call it. I don't know what you call this um this style, but Anna, the main character of this book is only mentioned in like the first oh, paragraph like saga, of the book. Right, so it's like the family. And it mentions that she and Mark did get married and that's it. And the second book is all about Dolores. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it follows uh Dolores Ashley. Yes. Uh, villain. Yes. <laughs> Alleged villain. Copper-haired temptress. Songstress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She of the famous Ashley clan uh, that helped to found the settlement they live in. Yeah, the, the, the town, town of Ashley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. named after her. These kind of sound like the V.C. Andrews saga. Like we're following these families, but Listen. maybe sanitized. <laughs> I wish it had, had some of that. More or less. I would have locked on. some of these kids in the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there is a there is a sick child mm. that mm. needs taken care of. That's true. We do have a sick child, but the mom's not evil. But yeah, not a lot about Janet out there. Um, I guess we can just uh, go ahead and start talking about the plot and what happens <laughs> in this book. And as we go, feel free to... Chime Talk about anything that's not about the book. With <laughs> just any, tangents. Any I mean, I, I Mormon chose, facts. Yeah, I chose this book because I wanted it as a vehicle to talk about Mormonism. How right. uh, how much of this uh, was close to your life as a Mormon? <laughs> a Mormon Did in the post period. Fight over buggies. <laughs> what other uh, What other Mormon books did you read? 
There was a um, a Mormon weight loss book that oh, my mom whoa. gave me that I... Uh, Do you still have that? Those are fun. I bet it's on my mom's shelf. Yeah. I thought, you know, it was real tongue-in-cheek, real, real funny. Uh, read that one a few times. Was it like Irma Bombeck humor? I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. Like old lady humor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was like, it was written in the 80s, and she's like laughing about she's being fat and laughing about it mm-hmm. and trying to lose weight i don't know <laughs> other than that i i don't know did you read it's it's an adult series but there was a series called like the work in the the work in the glory mm-hmm. oh i'm pretty sure my mom has that on her shelf but i've never read that one i think i read the first like four or five when i was in seminary because the mm. seminary teacher pushed them upon me i've seen some of the adaptations <clears throat> so um, oh were they good they ran out of steam. It was kind of like Atlas Shrugged, where they stopped making them because no one was uh, interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, hey they the continued Mormons to make them. It. They just got lesser and lesser <laughs> budgets until they were barely even considered sure. movies. So you're a seminary graduate, too. I only went one year, so I didn't really graduate. But the only reason I went, well, number one, I was in love with a Mormon punk boy who moved mm. to uh, Missouri. Story as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But also, um, I skipped school a lot. And so I had to make up my hours um, for all the school time that I had missed. And they let me count seminary for my hours. I would just present them with my little card and they would be like, okay, five hours made up. I had like 100 hours to make up. (laughs) I would also handwrite uh, Rolling Stone articles and say that they were mine. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You just turned in like... the secretaries would read them and they're like, these are so good. And I'm like, this I know. Incredible. You should like submit this to Rolling Stone. <laughs> I yeah. went to my first two years of seminary faithfully. And then I got my license junior year and um, would go show up for attendance at seminary, slip out and then drive around the Ozarks countryside. For like an hour time. until yeah. it's time that to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. should tell the non-Mormons who are listening what seminary yeah, is. Yeah, what are you talking about? So seminary <laughs> is like a uh, preschool Mormon school where you go and... But not, not preschool. Not preschool. <laughs> no, yeah. Like I'm it's guessing like, you didn't have a license when you were it's four. It's for high school age kids. <laughs> Early in the morning. So freshman through senior year. Mm-hmm. And you go before school. Before normal school. Yeah. So I think it would start like at seven. Nightmare. No, mine hell. started at five. No, mine started at six. Oh, God. Oh, Our started God. at seven. Oh, yeah. Mine How many days a week? Six. Five, five days a week. <laughs> yeah. It was five days. And it was divided up. So like, I think when I went, it was Old Testament. Yeah. Because and, you would yeah. study based. So like one year would be like Old Testament, mm-hmm. New Testament, and then Book of Mormon. And then was the other one just like the other writings and doctrine? Um. Book of Mormon was third year, then fourth year was Doctrine and Covenants. Okay. So I uh, got them sequentially because my freshman year was Old Testament. So oh, yeah, those right I didn't. Around. Mine were all effed up. There was, would you believe, there was a time where I could quote 200 verses of the New Testament. Wow. How many can you still Would you quote? be impressed by that? I would be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd draft you for my, bar- my Bible quiz team if we were picking teams. <laughs> All I could do is probably say, like, uh, Jesus wept, right? That's a verse. That's a verse. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I started skipping uh, Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants years, so. Mm. When did yeah, you I'm get a little caught. bad on that, too. <laughs> when did you get caught skipping, and what happened? Um, I don't know that I ever got caught skipping. I got got caught at a party my senior year um so i got caught drinking 
And it was just a few months before I graduated high school. And my that's when it all came out. Well, once you're already getting in trouble, you got to throw <laughs> yeah. in there. You know, I haven't been going to yeah. seminar. I, <laughs> I feel like senior year is a rough year for Mormon kids um, because I remember specifically, I think I was, I don't know, I, I was probably a junior because I think my senior year, I only went like maybe the first part of, no, because I was doing seminary. Um, but I remember being in like our young adult like the the joined young adult mm-hmm. and some boys got in trouble because they went to a strip club because they'd all turned 18. <gasps> oh my mm-hmm. god. I and can't there imagine. was a long lecture from the bishop who came in and talked to us all about like yeah. Did club. you it's, it's like are they Never mind. What? <laughs> what? No, lecturing you about going to a strip club, you didn't know what you were doing was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> like, you what, do you, what do you even this. say? <laughs> like, they clearly knew they weren't supposed to be going. What do you uh, I think he just wanted to sh- publicly shame yeah, them yeah, so yeah. they could just hang their heads. But they and... just sound cool. Tell well, me, yeah, I was like, what? A- show me in the Bible where it says <laughs> yes. no strip clubs, <laughs> exactly. okay? Maybe it's in the Book of Mormon. It might be in the Book of Mormon. <laughs> they just, yeah, they worked it in there. It might be something Somewhere that like back. Nephi wrote or some shit. I don't know. Did you watch the video um, that they gave us sometime in Young Adults? Uh, that's what it was called, right? I can't remember. Our combined Wednesday night activity was Young Adults. I think it was just Young Adults. Because it was Beehives, Maya Maze, Laurels, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, you, those are the girls levels. The girls what levels. is being uh-huh. said right now? <laughs> okay, so you this have... Is, this is crazy shit. Yeah. We were whirly birds. We were <laughs> Royal Rangers. Oh, we were missionettes. You, every year you had a different name for like your age group for Sunday well, it, school. It was every two years. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Because yeah. I remember being... CTRs was the best year. Yeah, because right? you were eight. Yeah, that's you were eight. You, you got baptized. Mm-hmm. Got your CTR ring. Oh, yep. Does anyone know what CTR <laughs> means? You're showing it that you were still wearing it. <laughs> CTR, yes. Critical theory race. Yes. <laughs> means that choose the right. So mm. it's kind of like a WWJD, but before that was a big thing. Mormons mm-hmm. were on oh, top of okay. the original. original. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I remember being a CTR. But you, so whenever you were, you, you had a, Sunbeams, that was the year. Sunbeams are pretty. Because <laughs> you got the, the. Are these across all? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but so you were you would go to your normal sacrament meeting, and then you would split up and go to just your age group, and then you would go to if you were younger, you would go to primary, and if you were older, you would be with the older kids, and it would be combined. So it would be the girls and the boys would be combined and then together. Third hour, you were with just your, uh, either just with the girls or just with the boys. So. But um, yeah, and then once you're 12, you become a beehive. Mm-hmm. That's your entry into being a young woman. And then 14 is Maya Maids, mm-hmm. and 16 is Laurels until you're 18. But oh, the reason I brought that up is, did you, in young adults, did you watch the video that was like a warning against masturbation, mm-hmm. but they were on like a raft like whitewater rafting <laughs> no but i kind of want to now <laughs> i think it's on youtube because i think i've looked it up fairly i would recently. like to see it it's it's gotta be funny that now they have to be getting so specific with things that they're telling kids not to do with like <laughs> soaking and uh oh god uh, well, I feel like this white rider rafting, that that analogy will fit right into the soaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was yeah. soaking a thing that you, that's a more recent Have you soaked? Thing, right? <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I did dry humping, so. I just, oh, I mean, everyone yeah. dry humped, but I mean. 
No, well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I wish. So I wish. Yeah. I feel like soaking is a is a more recent Mormon. Yeah, that was young adult thing. That was no. Although I would have tried do, it had it been around. So. I do remember Blake might have to edit this out, but I do remember young girls who would in high school have. Um, uh, Okay. Because they were still yeah. virgins. That wasn't yeah. just a Mormon thing. Yeah, that was across the board. Everybody. Yeah, yeah everyone does Not that, me. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our our protagonist is Anne Caro, and uh, she's probably a Laurel because she's seventeen. <laughs> so she doesn't mention it. She probably doesn't care that much. But um, yeah, they don't mention Mormon stuff enough for me in this book. Yeah, it's pretty subtle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how you hook them in with your, <laughs> with your great fiction. Everyone's like, "Ooh, what celestial glory?" And does that? Do you remember? I wish I could remember our um, our Maya Maid or Laurel pledge. <laughs> I wish I still had all those, like, because you had little booklets and you had to like memorize yeah. those. There's a lot of memorization, yeah, to be yeah. repeated all together. Mm-hmm. We had essentially the same kind of thing in the Assemblies of God, but it was just called different. Mm-hmm. Ours were more fun. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mormons do have the most boring music. It is very sedate. Is rock it allowed? Is... Rock and roll. Well, I mean. <clears throat> I mean, you can, I mean listen you can listen to secular music. To, yeah, you can like, listen to the Aquabats as much as you want. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that would be the example specific. I use if I were like a, a Mormon, like the the hip youth pastor, but for Mormons, it's I'm like, talking, you guys can listen to the Aquabats, any of the albums after Tra- Travis Barker left, but <laughs> once his influence is gone. Yeah. Here, this brings after up something. Left. I swear we'll get to the book at some point, mm-hmm. um, nah. but... Um, so, like, our teachers, our pastors, we don't call them that, but uh, it's a calling mm-hmm. in in the church, but someone new gets called, like, every one to two years. So, it's not someone's job, and they don't get paid for it. You don't get paid. <laughs> you don't get paid <laughs> nope. for this job. And, um, and you spend a lot of time preparing for that shit, because my <laughs> sister taught, like, sunbeams or something. So, what is the... <clears throat> why? I mean, I mean, I guess you just feel called by God. I guess. Oh, no, no, no. Guilt? You don't get called. God calls you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and the bishop I mean. tells you. The bishop yeah. brings you into the office and says, "God has called oh, you to yes. teach the fourteen-year-olds for six months." God uh-huh. has to call you through an intermediary person. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works in uh, Josh and I's religion, which is the one true faith of evangelicalism. <laughs> God calls you directly. Yeah, God calls you directly. Or you want to teach the high school Sunday school because it's the only way that your son will stop skipping. And so <laughs> you have to keep an eye on him all the time or he'll leave to but go have sex. But are those positions paid? No, no, no. No, okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Like, like Stephen, Col- Stephen Colbert talks about, I don't know why this always comes up with him, but he's like, he teaches Sunday school. It's just something he does at the okay. at Catholic thing. I always figured that was paid. No. But no. yeah, and it's weird. That's why the people that do it don't know, don't know very much. See, Mormons, everything is volunteer. Yeah. It's like from the top. But the bishop's to the, not. No, yeah, the bishop. The is bishop volunteer. is volunteer. What do you do? What? Why? Just for because get, God called you. God called you. Gotta have a side yeah, hustle. And also, and, you get complete power over this. Yeah, like I mean, church. it's like being on city council or something. You yeah. are there are connections that mm-hmm. it's good to be the mm-hmm. bishop. So you're paid in a power trip. You get to, uh, what referee bishop ball? What what percentage of uh, bishops own a small business? Oh, oh yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a small business class position yeah. for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, totally. You don't see poor people as bishops, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, y- y- personal revelation is such a huge part of Mormonism, yet 
You can't go to your bishop and say, I have received a revelation to call to teach, you know, the sunbeams. And this no, has no, no. never hmm. been abused by any bishops, right? To uh, <laughs> tell anyone in the church anything, uh, <laughs> to get their enemies to do something. <laughs> well, I would, if were I a bishop, I might, and okay, how young can he be as a bishop? Can I be? Oh, the one right now, uh, my mom's bishop right now, he's like in his 30s. I was about to say, well, yeah, probably in your late 30s, but I don't know if there's a hard and fast rule. I've never seen like a, a, yeah. a hot 20 something bishop. Usually they're married with a family. I'm, oh, okay. Do you have to be married? You don't have. I'm trying to make to this scenario less creepy. Yeah. Okay. So let's say there's a couple that are dating and I desire the lady. I might, like David in the Old Testament, tell the young man that God has called him to sign up for the military and, <laughs> and go Just over to on mission. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the bishop has that kind of power, but you never know. He could okay. try it. I, I yeah, could try it. Everything seems to be so determined by this personal revelation. Like even like when you're on a mission and you go to like the missionary training center, you don't know where you're going right away. You are just told, okay, well, God told me that you're going to Argentina or Cleveland, which everyone is like, yay, a foreign country. And then there are other ones who are like, okay, you got the Tulsa mission. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My friend um, got Provo. <laughs> like everyone there is Mormon. What's the point? Yeah. It's a big Mormon area. Why do you? I guess you got to just keep people. You got to find the Jack Mormons. You got to find me. He's no longer a Mormon. Mm. Was he actually officially like excommunicated? Yeah. Or have just, either of you been excommunicated? No, no. I probably. I could wish be. They I could be if I went and confessed, but mm -hmm. um, no, I have not been officially. For content, would you guys <laughs> want to get I excommunicated? Mean, just so they stop bothering dies, us? Yeah. yeah. I mean. I don't know. I feel like my grandma gave out my address to every effing Mormon before she died because they keep finding me. And I'm like, how? Last time they came, I told them I'd never heard of you. They have my phone number and they text message me. Before every storm, I get a, a text that's like, is everyone okay? Does everyone have everything they need that's before nice. this winter storm? It is nice, but you will see people who will Part message. phone tree. Yeah. <laughs> they will, they will me text message me back. <laughs> Sorry. They will text message back and reply like, uh, who the hell is this? <laughs> Please take me Please off this list. Please take me off this text. And I just block, like, you can just block the phone number, bro. You don't have to be an asshole. Were you born into the church? Um, I guess technically I was, but my mom was never, my mom's family converted um, to Mormonism. From what? I don't know. From nothing? That, I don't know what the hell oh. they were. They lived in Texas. What's a What's a big religion in Texas? Protestantism. Sure. <laughs> I, I just want to know, did they do the, the Glenn Beck thing of, I need to find a religion, and then I think look at just, all of them and decide, this is the one true religion. I think the missionaries just got them. It was actually mm -hmm. a missionary that baptized, Sometimes you know. Sometimes it works. I mean, it's got to work. Yeah, like, or else they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so um, when I was like seven, my mom was like, you know what? You need to take the classes and be baptized. And I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. <laughs> like we would go to church like rarely when I was really young. Um, and so like I remember doing like primary stuff when I was really little, but it would, you know, we'd go when grandma and grandpa were in town or on holidays. It was never like super regular. Um, the only time that we were really regular about it was when we lived with my aunt because my aunt was like super Mormon, but she was a bad Mormon 
because she drank tea and shit. Like she did not follow like the word of wisdom. My mom was a big Coke drinker. Mm -hmm. Can't even have tea though. Yeah, she how what, very caffeinated. What things couldn't you do as Mormons that other people could? It's well, it sounds like we're already breaking rules with. Uh, with <laughs> uh, you're supposed to avoid like heavily caffeinated beverages, so like mm -hmm. no tea, no coffee. No, people you, would drink you soda. I couldn't not, go see the movie Titanic with the rest of my gymnastics team. Oh, like a specific. Yeah. Thing? Josh is making a crude <laughs> breast. <laughs> I was making the king of the world. Uh. I never. <laughs> I never had that experience because by that time I wasn't going to church. Um, oh, I was like seven when the. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. Congrats on being young. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that I was because when I was little, I didn't care. Like eight to ten, when I was with my aunt, like I didn't care what, about yeah, anything. What sins are you gonna? Yeah, D there's dating rules. No, because by I didn't date in high school. Number one. I uh, if we want to get into some trauma, uh, trauma dump. Let's go. <laughs> my dating rules were a little bit looser than the rest because my mom was trying to get me married by sixteen. Oh, oh my! Shit. So sixteen yeah. to another sixteen-year-old or just anyone? He was eighteen. Oh, okay. So wow. Yeah. Well, it didn't yeah. work, I guess. Yeah, I, I broke off the engagement. I, he so was a you Mormon. were engaged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, I just remember we went heavily whenever we lived with my aunt. And we went every Sunday and we did like the Wednesday night stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, whenever we moved out, my sister and I would still go. It wasn't as regularly, but my mom would take us, you know, you know, maybe a couple times a month. But my sister was starting to date and was kind of dating like Mormon boys. And I remember she went to a dance and she was wearing like short alls or something. <laughs> and the priest uh, or whoever, not the priest, um, but the uh, whoever was like chaperoning mm -hmm. the event kicked her out because the short alls <laughs> were too short. Because she had to put her fingers down. Uh -huh. And if they were uh -oh. shorter than your fingertips, then you couldn't wear that. It was considered like indecent. And after that, my mom was like, fuck them. <laughs> you look adorable. Short. Those short arms are cute. You're completely covered. What the hell is wrong with these people? The, I, uh, the finger thing seems so dependent on your specific body. Exactly. What if you yeah. have like, like I understand like the, like super the knee arms? thing, but most, like what have you most got people it goes arms? to the same point on the body. Not and, long arm people. <laughs> I um, got some real freaks that can wear. I'm a long torso person, so I wore a spaghetti strap dressed church once. Get her out of here! Get her out of here! God has come and told <laughs> me to take you out. I wore a like a uh, tulle bolero jacket over oh, okay. it to cover uh -huh. the straps, but the tulle, you know, it's a little bit see through. Yeah, uh, you can you could still see the spaghetti straps beneath. Mm. The and devil's straps or spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other laurels said, you know, that still counts as spaghetti straps. <laughs> she was the Dolores Ashley of the um, church. Yeah, her family founded Branson. <laughs> Which we should talk about this Wait, dang real? book. Okay, yeah. So how, how much can we truncate this book at minute 41? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this gosh darn book. Uh, so... Um, our heroine, all she wants to do is sing. She wants to be a part of the Ashley Valley Singers. This is about when I checked out. <laughs> when I in realized this book chapter. was wow. about a Mormon girl who wants to sing in choir. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I'm like, oh. um, she's afraid she won't get in because she doesn't have training like all the other girls who are a part of this choir. And uh, but there's a new choir director, Mark Statton. <laughs> 
guess there are two A's. <laughs> I have never, all my life that I've been reading this book, never known how to pronounce this yeah, man's yeah. name. <laughs> no, I have no idea why the extra A is there. I have no idea either. But uh, anyway, he likes her and uh, he selects her. So she's now a singer. And he is handsome, like a riverboat gambler. (laughs) Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah. That's how her friend Phyllis, like, described him to her, because she hadn't met him yet until the audition day or whatever. Um, And he's from out of town. Yes, he's, like, from the, he's, he's from the big city of Ogden, probably, (laughs) (laughs) if I remember correctly. So uh, when she goes back home, she's super excited, but she gets mad because no one in her family is excited for her. Like, they're not like, I don't know, congratulating her like they should be, except for Peter, who is the family hired hand who basically lives with the family and is pretty much convinced that uh, Anne will marry him. Too convinced. Mm hmm. Yeah. And there's a scene, though, when she goes running out to tell them that she was in the choir and he picks her up and spans her waist with his hands. I I believe that that uh, that phrase is used twice in the book. Once to describe (laughs) being hoisted up by Pete, Peter and spun around. And once whenever Mark also picks her up and spins her around, spans her waist. waist. And whenever I hear that phrase, I immediately think of Little House on the Prairie. Like, I think in the first book. Uh, Laura was talking about how her ma's waist was so tiny that her dad's hands could just span. Yeah, like, oh. she's small ass waist. That's I'm just trying waist. to visualize this. Corsets, buddy. Got just, corsets. Just destroying your insides yes. with the, the corset training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, anyway, there's some conflict uh, because here's where the buggy stuff comes up. <laughs> Josh is doing lewd hours glass motions. But it's got to get hand. really uh, small in there. Uh, so this is the buggy conflict, the great buggy conflict. Uh, younger brother Raymond needs the buggy to go to a candy sale. Here's the thing that doesn't make sense to me. His candy sale starts like at 8 o'clock. No, her practice is 8.30. His candy sale's at 7. This is like midnight in the olden days. This is bothering. The whole, the whole time frame here bothered me because she's like, he's going to leave at 5.30 and go do an entire candy sale and then be back with, to their farm, which presumably takes a long time to get to from the town by right. buggy and is gonna she's gonna get there and back by eight o'clock. Why didn't she just saddle up a horse and ride into town? Yeah. Oh, because she had to babysit. Well, she did. Watch, yeah. Yes, she had to that was the other thing. Is her mom pretty much just uh, passed her off to the neighbors who are they're struggling. The mother is sick. They aren't having good luck. There's um, some issues with some chickens. Crops are failing. Yeah, they're just hitting some hard times. This is like Job over there or some shit. <laughs> this is the most young adult part of the book, other than Love Triangle or whatever, is having wanting to go out and do something, but not being able to, because you have to watch your little brother. Yeah. Like... I or found watch this, the neighbors. I, yeah. I found I was uh, angry on her behalf. I, yeah. I would yeah, have yeah. been pissed, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they make an agreement that he will... Finish selling all his candy and get there in time for her. But he does it. He leaves her at the neighbor's house all alone. Never shows up. Never shows up. She wakes up in the morning and she's like, there are so many things that could have happened to me. I could have been attacked by uh, the town idiot named Chester. I used a nicer word than what they used in the book. (laughs) Yeah. Do they call him the town the town? Well, no. Well, they call they call his father 
uh, the town drunk, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yes. His father is definitely the town drunk and, like, just does not pay attention He's to his child. He's not paying attention to his son, yeah. No. And uh, how old is Chester? Like, teens? I, no, I thought he was older. I don't know. I kind of... He felt teens to me. Maybe like, Later teens, maybe. Chester has um, intellectual disabilities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which Janet Cox seems to have a quite a strange problem with. <laughs> There's some uh, strange descriptions of him. In uh, this. this book is problematic. I'll just be the first to say it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's 24. 24 oh, okay. year old beep son of Heck Bailey. Beep. I'll just put a beep in there. <laughs> Thank you. So it sounds like you said it. It sounds like you're saying Florida. <laughs> yeah. um, so she was scared that. Because she was left there unprotected, so Chester could have gotten her, or Indians. That was her other big fear. Gonna beat that, too. Um, But here's what she (laughs) says. This is funny, though. I want to read this part. In my mind, real Indians were giant, strong, red people, like those described in the Book of Mormon, with savage and passionate appetites. A girl was better off dead than taken by them. But I wouldn't even be able to kill myself to keep from being captured because suicide wasn't moral. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Conundrum. Yikes. Uh, um, but she is eventually picked up by her dad and Peter. And when she goes to confront Raymond, he's like, um, old lady showed up and I had to sell all her candy. So sorry. <laughs> sorry I didn't come get you. Anyway, after that, she goes for a long, angry buggy ride in the rain. <laughs> Just to think. You ever just take your buggy out in the rain and just drive angry? And, of course, she gets sick and gets laryngitis. So whenever she finally does go to her first choir practice, she can't really sing. And so her friend, uh, I think Phyllis, just Mm -hmm. advises her to mouth the words and pretend that she's singing. But um, when she's there, she gets scolded by Dolores Ashley, who is the, you know, a rich... Has um, a maid... Has a maid who who brushes her hair a hundred times a night. Oh, imagine her copper, her? Her, her long copper hair. <laughs> um, but I just wrote. She thinks she's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> thinks she's so great. Um, anyway, they scold her and tell her that you can only miss two practices without prior warning. And last Friday counts as the first. No excuses. None. Don't care. Um, but coming up, they are having a 4th of July event, and there's going to be a solo. And um, Anne is like, I I guess she, well, she does try out for it, and mm-hmm. she gets it. Mm-hmm. But normally, the solo part goes to an Ashley. It should have been Dolores's part. And this causes some conflict between Dolores and Mark, who are possibly dating. Yeah, it seems like possibly Grandmother Rachel mm-hmm. brought Mark in as a suitor for her granddaughter. Dolores. I mean, he's living at the Ashley farm, if I remember correctly. And... Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she finds out because Mr. Stat and <laughs> Mark uh, comes to the house. Uh, to tell her that she got the part. But whenever he finds her, she had been playing with her siblings outside, and so she's all a mess. Um, but I think he must find that adorable. Ador- adorably so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there is a ward outing. This is separate from the 4th of July event. That's coming up. The ward outing is like this Friday or whatever. Um, so a ward, for people who don't know, is just like your church. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger church, though, because you have branches, which are How? small, and wards are bigger. But a, a single church can house more than one ward. 
Yes. My church had two wards plus a singles ward plus a Spanish ward. I was going to ask, are wards determined by where you live? Yes. Okay. So I would have to go, like if I were to start going to Tabernacle? No. Tabernacle? (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) The choir! (laughs) Okay. If I were to start going to synagogue? No, no, no. no. (laughs) You're thinking of seminary? Uh, Sacrament? Canceled. If you're, if, if you're to start going to just services? Yeah, sure. Just okay. Would I have to go to the one that's nearest to me? I think you would just be placed in whatever the... Oh, they it might it. not be the nearest to you, but it would be... It's the one they told me It's kind of like a to. school district, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to ask, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you looking into going? Well, you wanting to know your nearest Hey, I can ward? give you a phone number. I'm going to roll by the singles ward with binoculars, then I'll get back to you. <laughs> Jess will put you in touch. Yeah, like, she I got, got some numbers. I got some people I can get you in touch with, yeah. Um, so when they're at the ward outing, um, Peter takes Anne for a walk, and he's like, hey, there's a place I want to show you. I want to buy my own land. And, you know, it's not much, but there's water uh, and it's green. That's good. And he's like, I think that's all we need to start out with. We could always buy it more later. And Anne's like, we? What are you talking about? Yeah, who's we? Yeah. Because there's a whole, there's a story that she tells about a terrible prank Mm -hmm. she played on Peter with her friend Phyllis a few years before this. Yeah, I skipped over that. It really was a mean prank. I don't know why he wants her so bad. I guess she's really hot, but she's also (laughs) really mean because what they do is some men like that. Yeah. What they do is he's he built like a uh, canal or something. Am I correct? Like he something something to do like by the potato plants. There's some canal like I don't plant. I don't know. But she and her friend are like, Peter thinks he's so great. Well, we will show him. And so they go and destroy his day's work <laughs> and flood the potato plants. And thought they could get away with this somehow. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why they thought. And they lose an entire year's worth of potato crop. Oh my God. Gone. The family wasn't uh, Gone. counting on that for anything. No. And uh, she also lost her dad's boot. Look. So <laughs> let's talk about who's temple worthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was never asked in my temple... Uh, Recommend if I'd ever ruined a canal Have or you ever destroyed a potato patch. Yeah, you ever do potato pranks? She's just sweating bullets that that question's gonna come up. That never does. They did ask you if you masturbate. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. they ask you directly? They look they you have in the eyes. Like a, did, did they say masturbate to you or did they phrase it differently? I, I can't. I feel like they may have phrased it differently. Like improper behavior. Like, it, it involved the word touching, yeah, I feel like. I touching feel like yourself, maybe. But here's my, so here's my story. Locked, uh, the bishop at the time was like 82. And uh, I'm locked in the room with this 82-year-old man while he asks me if I improperly touch myself. <sighs> and I was wearing stolen panties. <laughs> Interesting. I had just come from a little shoplifting. Uh, what, if, what, if his, what if his question had been, are you wearing stolen did pants you, right now? Did you lie so uh, yeah. you could be temple recommend? Like you could get I mean, your if you say yes, you're out, you're out of there. You're not going to get you're your not going to get your recommend. So you can't do temple work or so, get married in the temple. I mean, clearly but everyone's people, lying. But, like, <laughs> yeah, everyone is. But my mom will, would have been so disappointed if I didn't go do my baptisms for the yeah, dead. People would know because you would not be on the temple trip. Yeah. This is one of those things where if I were the bishop, yeah, I would unrecommend everyone that said they did not master. I well, never. If you said improperly. 
I did not masturbate I, uh, properly, no, as I, I think it. we discussed I before. Properly. I was doing it completely wrong and injuring myself. So <laughs> I'd be like, I always handle it proper. I'm well, I remember I I I was only. I never did temple work, but I got a patriarchal blessing, which I think oh. you have to be temple worthy to get that. I never, I did temple work, but never got my patriarchal blessing. I still have mine somewhere if you ever oh, want to read yeah. it. <laughs> I gotta I'm find disapp- it. My mom just dropped the ball on that, never made the uh, appointment. Oh, yeah. I got mine. The little, little old man who loved John Wayne. I think he lived in Willard, the patriarch I went to. And uh, it's just an old dude who gives you a blessing. And basically, if you follow like the proper Mormon path and all these things that he promises will come to fruition. He tells your future. Kinda. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty mad I never got one. I would <laughs> love to see that. He told me I was pretty awesome and people love me and when they think of me they think I can't remember what this the hell it was. This sounds exactly like, like a tarot reading by <laughs> the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He said that I would be like have lots of children and they would I don't know. <laughs> You'll have five kids, a mansion. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> oh, what's this? You're married to Jake Gyllenhaal. Don't know who that is yet, but <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Why are you folding that paper? <laughs> um, but I'm trying to remember if I lied or not to get that because I remember the masturbation question. I was like, oh, fuck. But no, because how I got around that was, okay, no, I must have been temple worthy at that point. What sins could you admit? I never admitted them. What I said was when he asked me if I masturbated, I said no. But then he asked me if I was involved in any kind of groups that are against the church's teaching, such as like um, pro-choice groups or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I said, oh, yeah. No big time. <laughs> Buddy, big you don't time. you don't want to know how much I love abortion. <laughs> so uh that's how I did not like, get my temple recommend. Oh, that's an automatic DQ. <laughs> <laughs> you. If you admit to something, you basically have to go to counseling. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then later you can get the recommend. You just have to be Even if you're stealing undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> I could be counseled through a little <laughs> shoplifting. Come on. Yeah, I I only knew one person who was excommunicated and it was my uncle. Just thinking Ooh, about what did he do? Most honest, chronic, masturbating 12, uh, not 12 year old, like 16 year old. You can, you can be rehabbed. I'm My sure. uh, <laughs> uncle, he cheated. He had an affair. Um, Never admit that. Well, oh, I'm sure it was, did it become public knowledge and then. Basically, kind of. And he up. also, uh, he was smoking and drinking and stuff like Oof. that. Maybe they didn't excommunicate him. Maybe it was, what do they do when they remove your priesthood? Isn't that a thing? Oh, yeah. Like when you can't take the sacrament. You can't take the sacrament so. and you can't like. I guess you it's, I guess back, it's younger boys who pass it like your virginity um, and bless it, <laughs> not men. But he could still do like laying on of hands for like if people were sick or whatever, like he could anoint your head with oil and stuff. Um, I don't know that I want a cheater anointing my head yeah, with oil. Seriously, oh, this guy can't even just... take sacrament and he's he's the one <laughs> trying to cast a demon out of me. Have you, know you, ever, have you ever had a laying on besides of uh, I, your blessing? I your did. Blessing? Uh, I don't remember it. But when I had meningitis, my mom called the Mormons and the Mormons were immediately up there. And I guess I was like Whoa. completely out of it. Mm-hmm. And she had also like my uncle like sped there from Texas. Um, but he was not uh, like he had not gone to church in years and was not able to bless me. And that upset him. So he immediately started going back to church after that. Oh, Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Sorry about that. A little that. dominoes there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they did come and they blessed me. My mom's like, that's why you pulled through. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yeah. Same. I was really sick and uh, 
they brought over the priesthood and yeah i don't remember i, I don't remember it either it's like a foggy like, uh, trump in the oval office looking awkward with like 20 different people <laughs> laying hands like on stand. yeah 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 and they must have been masked up too because like everyone who was around me had to be masked up because oh. meningitis is so contagious mm. and my when i woke up though i remember my people hair feeling Fauci. weird oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Maybe they had a religious exemption. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they did. You know, if you have faith. They probably got those antibiotics that they were handing out to my family as they left if they didn't mask up. Because everyone had to take these antibiotics. Anyway. Whatever. Um, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, after he uh, says that he's going to buy land and they're going to get married, she doesn't really respond the way he wants her to. So he storms off and leaves her alone. And this is when she hears like twigs snapping and like chuckling. And <laughs> thanks for the sound effects. Oh, knuckle cracking. <laughs> A little foreshadowing there for yeah. you. And like <laughs> laughter. And she gets freaked out and runs. And whenever she runs away, she tears her her like dress and gets scratched up and so she shows back up at the the ward gathering looking a little worse for wear because peter left her all alone and that's when um they get the good idea to go hike to the falls right <laughs> this is another timeline question i have here because this was like a 12 hour hike yes that apparently started at three o'clock in the afternoon mm. <laughs> they were out there for days as far as i know yeah, i love a night hike well, they go and they're all, by the way, the girls are all in like their fancy wear mm -hmm. because they're at a church event. Uh, no one's prepared for this hike, but why the hell not? The men are trying to outdo each other for uh, Anne's affections. Um, and, and even Dolores goes on this hike. She does. In her white eyelet dress. Mm -hmm. It's ruined, though, by the oh, end. So I can imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they actually get to the bottom of the falls, um, her little brother decides he actually wants to go to the top of the mountain. And he and his Raymond. little buddies take off and go. But you know what? I'm Such glad an imp. I'm Raymond. glad he got to do that because <laughs> some misfortune befalls Raymond. So I'm glad he got to have that moment. Glad he, he got to look out over the Great the Salt Valley, Lake. Yeah. Said it looked like gold as the sun was setting. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. But everyone else, um, Anne is pissed because no one will stop him, and he goes anyway. And so she uh, decides she's going to, and everyone else goes with her. I think half of them leave, and the other half go up to climb this mountain to get her little brother and his friends. Um, I'm trying to think of any big events along the way. Uh, well, Anne, Anne tries to scale that mountain in a fit of hysteria. Yeah, and, she does. And there was do actually that. just a path. There. But before that, they talk, and she's talking to Peter about his background because they just kind of lounge around for a little bit when they get to the falls, maybe. And he takes her hand and he kisses her fingers, which I'm like, this is risque shit, right? <laughs> Basically, porn. <laughs> yeah. And this is when she thinks, I care for Peter. I care for him very much. And she's all tingly. Oof. But then after she climbs that mountain and her fit of hysteria, she almost falls. But who is there to catch her? Mark. Staten. <laughs> that can't be how it's <laughs> It's S D. And he started sucking on her toes. So. Oh. It was nuts. There's a nuts scene. I was like, whoa, this came out of nowhere. Um. So uh, Dolores at one point calls Anne a little witch. I wrote that down. <laughs> but uh, when Mark catches her, he scolds her for her stupid stunt. And then um, Peter catches up to them. 
And I think they decide to let the men finish climbing while uh, and find the boys while the women wait. And Mark kisses her forehead and tells her that everything will be fine, right? And she's thinking about that forehead kiss. And it's like I bet she was thinking her yeah. forehead. Well, at one point she's talking to Peter like later that night, and he like sweeps her hair away, and she thinks, "Yes, wipe that kiss away." <laughs> <laughs> she's so mad at herself for like liking this kiss. She's very conflicted. Um, you know, and I actually uh, I read that a different way uh, this reading because whenever I was a kid reading this, I thought she meant it in like a sure wipe it away. Peter, mm. great. Oh, but then in this reading, I was like, "Oh, she's like, yes, get that away from me." I got I'm so you. confused. Take the yeah. sin away, yeah. the burden. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Raymond and his friends get down okay from the mountain, and everyone starts heading back. But it's dark. It's night. Um. They get kind of lost for a while, but eventually see some fires burning and head in that direction and are saved, but also attacked by bees. Also attacked by bees. Nighttime bees. (laughs) Nighttime bees just coming up from the the loamy ground. Don't let Jamila Jamil know about nighttime bees. Um, so her family's buggy is stuck and Dolores is pissed and is with her family, but they leave Mark behind because he ruined her dress. Mm-hmm. Took her up dangerous mm-hmm. night hike. And so, uh, Anne is waiting by the fire and Mark joins her. And, um, anyway, they have like a little talk and, uh, they all, where does he go that night? Do they drop him back off at the Ashleys in their buggy truck? Oh, uh, well, that's Peter. She wakes up uh, in their barn, I guess. Gar- I was going to say garage, but <laughs> I think it's called a barn. Um, well, there, she's Horse still garage. In, she's still Horse in the garage. buggy. She's still in the buggy, and she fell asleep next to Peter. And mm-hmm. Peter's like, it felt so good having you next to me. And she's like, well, where is Mark? And I guess they just dropped him they off. They dropped him off in town. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, Peter... like kisses her and Anne is furious and they get into an argument and Peter's pretty convinced it's because of Mark that Anne is upset and not just that he's being a weird pushy guy yeah who's like (laughs) I know we've never talked about this once but we're getting married yeah yeah so um at her next practice Dolores does not show up so there's something going on there. And um, while she is singing, Anne feels the heat between herself and Mark and just knows that he's <laughs> attracted to her. Um, so she's she's very conflicted because at that next sacrament, they have a guest speaker and it's Stephen Kane. Like, I'm supposed to know who this person is, but OK. Um, but he is praising Peter for sharing the gospel. And after that, like everyone in church is like gathered around Peter and like congregated. And she's thinking to herself, how tall he stood among them, how manly he was. I thought of the kiss he'd given me and excitement surged through every vein, forgetting that I ever disliked it. I edged my way to his elbow. <laughs> Peter, Peter knows what he's doing, man. He's like, he can, he sees the other man coming to the picture and he's on the horn with the Stephen Kane fellow. Like, <laughs> need you to come through. Be my wingman over here. Yeah. So um, I already tried the all of this can be yours one day, and that didn't that didn't work. So um, Mark, while they're at service, he comes to find Anne. Um, by the way, he did not sit with the Ashley family during sacrament. So interesting. And he returns the music folder to her. He found it on his bed. Um, 
she had left it behind at the grocery at the grocery store at the general store. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. And um, anyway, uh, she was like, "Wait, how did how is it found on your bed? Oh, he's living at the general store now. He's working there as a clerk because the Ashleys kicked him out. So that's why he has her stuff. He is really messed up." So this performance for the 4th of July is approaching and Sister Ashley is not happy um, with Anne's solo and keeps making her sing it over and over. And it's very clear that she wants Dolores to sing it and does not want Anne to have this solo. And so Anne, I think she, after that night, decides to quit the choir. But after a conversation with her mom, decides to stay. Um, But she's getting very anxious because she has to have a certain blue cloth for her choir uniform and it still hasn't come in so i don't know that's why she was at the general store Mm -hmm. checking checking on that cloth cloth. i think she got some ribbons though and they made her feel pretty fancy and she put those in and was checking herself out in the putting on airs looking glass (laughs) um so um okay i wrote peter still convinced Anne will marry him they have so many conversations where he's like we're getting married and she's like mm, i don't think so yeah that happens uh, remember all the time. we are uh, to be wed <laughs> yeah um so uh she has a dress rehearsal and whenever he drops her off he kisses her which phyllis sees and phyllis is her best friend and she makes a comment about it and they're standing in front of like the office where mark is and um i think that Anne was kind of secretly happy that Mark overheard that Peter was kissing on her. So I also I wanted to point out why she has been born and raised in this town and Phyllis is seemingly her only friend. Uh, She makes a few comments about not having anyone to sit with in various places. And she and Phyllis really aren't that close. Why no friends, Anne? I mean, if you go back to the flashback scene of just what a rotten piece of shit she is, <laughs> she's, little witch she she's is. probably betrayed a lot of people <laughs> along the way. There's probably good reason not to like her. We're not getting the dark side. Of, yeah, of this Anne. is we probably get that in uh, Dolores's story. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm hoping we get the dirt on Anne. Yeah. No, she's not mentioned. She's <laughs> mentioned in one sentence. So um, there is going to be a slight change in the program, though, because Anne decided to give up her solo. And then there's this big, long, drawn out fight between Mark, uh, Sister Ashley, Dolores, and Anne, and they are. Um, Anne keeps saying, like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want it. I never really wanted it. It's, it belongs to an Ashley. Like, they've always done it. And I believe she says, because Mark is like, then why did you take it? Why did you take it when I gave it to you? And she finally says, I've always dreamed of soloing in this stupid little choir. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what happens is Dolores is like, well, you know what? I don't want it either because you've ruined it for me. So <laughs> she gets to keep her solo. And Sister Ashley is like, I would have done the same thing, Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, later on the day, she's back home and Mark Staten comes to visit again. And he brings a gift and it's a new choir dress. So she won't have to wear the old dress that she was going to borrow from someone who used to be in the choir. That was just shapeless sack of crap, according to her. <laughs> and apparently this new dress is stunning. The most beautiful dress. She tries it on. Does a fashion show for her family. Yeah. You, is it's that, on the you cover think here? that's the dress? I certainly hope not. <laughs> it's not blue. It's not, so. it's not dark blue. Yeah. It looks like hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think her dad even jokes like maybe it's cut a little too low for my, yeah, yeah. my girl. 
don't know. And then I see those the, spaghetti straps. Doesn't the mom come in and is like, no, this is fine. <laughs> How I much think leg the dad was kidding. She's very much uh, not a girl, not yet a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely in that's, that Britney Spears phase. That's the kind of the theme here. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, they learn that the Blavins, Blavins. Blavins? Blavins is a name. I've never heard Blavins. <laughs> she should have put two A's in that one. There's, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of fake names in here. <laughs> yeah. They have some strange names in this book. And by the way, not a lot of them are like Mormony to me. Because I feel like Mormons have like distinctive. Yeah. Like, like what's, old what's a Mormon name? Brigham. Nephi. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. But what like family Le- names? Lehi? What If I hear a family name other than like Young, what would make oh. me think? Oh, you want last names. Yes. Smith is probably a what's, big one. What's Yoder? Is that one? Uh, we had Yoder at, at Nixa. At Nixa. Mm-hmm. Um, around here, there's the Nothams. I don't know if you know them, but don't mm-hmm. they? I'd imagine around here, maybe not around like here, but in Missouri, there's some original Mormon I would names that, that are all over, you know, the Golden Plates signing and all that. Mm-hmm. All that kind of shit. Probably so. Um, so they learn that the Blavins are leaving the valley. They're just going to give up their farm. They can't afford it anymore. They've had some misfortunes, whatever. Um, and that night is the concert. And Anne, I wrote, fucks up at first because she misses her intro. She's very mm-hmm. nervous. But then she nails it and gives an amazing performance. And afterwards, everyone commends her and gathers around. They love to gather around people after something's happened. I mean, that's what Mormons do. We just <laughs> yeah. gather. Yeah. yeah. Gather. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everyone comes up to compliment her except for Mark. He doesn't say one word. And she even like flounces by him and makes sure to like brush up against him. <laughs> and he does dares nothing. Dares him to compliment her. Nothing. <laughs> Instead, he leaves with Dolores. What is going on with that, buddy? And Dolores calls for Anne as she is going to the buggy, and Anne ignores her at first, but Dolores finally gets up to her and compliments her performance, and then says, it's great, because Mark helped me realize how unimportant it is that I do the solo, so I'm glad you did it. And then she also shits on the dress that Anne is wearing. This is when Anne gets really upset, because... um, and is like, I think it's the most beautiful dress I've ever worn. And um, Dolores says, oh, really? It's not that grand, but I am glad you like it. <laughs> um, and that's when Anne makes the assumption that the dress was supposed to have gone to Dolores and that it wasn't purchased by Mark, especially for her, which is what she thought whenever she opened the gift. Fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's the actual 4th of July and Anne plays sick because she doesn't want to go. Um, but there's a dance that night and Peter insists that Anne go with him. And she's just and so we mad know at who, her. We know how Peter is. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say no to Peter. Um, and she is upset that she's just really mad at herself that she had misread Mark the whole time. That she had thought that he was into her or whatever. Um, but later at the dance, she runs into Mark and... Uh, he convinces, she runs into a lot of guys. Yeah, she does. <laughs> um, he convinces Anne to dance with him, and they talk. And Mark tells Anne that, uh, well, first they talk about their ages. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, this is a good time to bring up the ages. Yeah, so she's involved. 17. Uh-huh. Dolores is 19. Mm-hmm. Is Mark, like, in his 20s? Like, 26? He's 26. Mm. Yeah. Peter, I think, is 24. Yeah. I want to say. Half your age plus... What what is it? Josh always doing that mental math. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even with that, he he's off. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty problematic. 
Mm. Yeah. And then he explains why he didn't praise her immediately after the solo. And it was basically because everyone else was around her. And so. It didn't make much sense to me. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't buy it. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, and while they're dancing, she realizes that she's in love with Mark. No matter how much she wants to deny it, Mark stat and meant everything to her. <laughs> and then he takes her out in the hall and kisses her. When they go back inside, Peter is pissed because uh, that last dance wasn't safe for him. Her dance card was just full all night. He specifically demanded the last dance because he brought her and she gave it to Mark. But mm. Peter was busy the whole time doing he was, like, doing like refreshments. He doing refreshments. <laughs> He's a very important guy. Yeah. Was he Running setting up fireworks yeah. or something? I don't know. Um, so Peter storms off mad and... Mark is like, hey, you shouldn't tie yourself to that dude anyway. You should go out with lots of men. Have some lighthearted fun. Don't let Peter ruin your youth, Anne. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he asks her to watch the fireworks with him. So they start going. And this is when Mark tells her, because she asks about like Dolores, like, what would Dolores think if she sees us like watching fireworks together? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, Dolores knows that I'm just here marking time and I'm not ready to settle down. And Anne's like, what the fuck are we even doing then? You know, like... The back and forth. When do Mormon men typically marry? After their mission. After their mission. So they'd be like 23. I, kn I know it's different now. You get off of your mission when you're 21. 21. Okay. So you would marry someone of what age, ideally? Usually you probably have someone waiting for you. Yeah. Okay. That's the goal. Still, yeah. The goal as a... Because I know that whenever I was in church, one of the... Well, I don't know. But I think the final straw for me was like in a uh, laurels thing. When um, I was I was just kind of like disenchanted anyway, so this just kind of added to it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go back anymore. But um, there was like a guest speaker, which was just like a woman in our church, mm -hmm. and she was answering questions that young ladies had while they're waiting for their boyfriends or whatever. And one of the girls was like, well, should we go to college while our you know our boyfriends are on their missions? And the um, woman speaking was like, well, I mean. You can, but just remember that you're doing it to help your sons better their education. Ooh. And I was like, <laughs> Deranged Although, honestly, stuff. I shouldn't have gone to college because it would have saved me a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. College I mean, was a bad choice It for was all a of us. bad idea. You could, if you, yeah, if you had done a lot of things different, you could have some of the dumbest little boys running around here. <laughs> <laughs> what I was always told is you should... Um, you know, if you want, you should go to college because if your husband dies in a tragic accident, Ooh. you're going to have six kids to feed and it'll be easier. True. You, you better have, have a career. Degree. No, what happens is like if something like that happens, I, I remember like um, large families because people don't make enough money to take care of <laughs> small families, let alone mm -hmm. large families. And a lot of times women are um, stay at home moms for Mormons um, and Mormons have like their own welfare system. So I remember like if you if you you know, are temple worthy again. And you've been a member for, I think more than a year, at least you can qualify for like this welfare system and they'll do things like pay your rent mm -hmm. or there's a food pantry. Mm -hmm. We had someone in the church who had 12 kids. Ugh. I, I think what they would say now is you don't need college, but do you know what it works is? <laughs> yeah. This is I mean, how you can spend your time for the next I, two years. You know, I was just a little bit younger than that taking off. Yeah. You know what I mean? What MLM would you have, uh, <laughs> would have been the one you chose at that age <laughs> if you were waiting? Probably like a makeup one. Okay. Oh, like a makeup MLM would be fun. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you just do the classic, like, um, 
Mary Kay. Is it Mary Kay that get the pink Cadillacs? Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do they have, do they do, uh, like, lingerie stuff, lingerie parties Surely. in the Mormon they do church? Oh, I, I don't think so. No. no, because Mormon women probably don't wear a lot of lingerie because you have your garments. Yeah. And yeah. if you, your garments are supposed can to be you, touching your skin. Can you wear it over the garment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. You wear your bra over your garment. I'm not kidding. My aunt I mean, like, garments. lingerie, like... <laughs> Get I mean, skimpy lingerie and wear it over the but garment. But see, if there's an accident while you're having sex and you've taken off your garment. An well, say your house catches on a fire. Sexual accident. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that, or there's a sexual accident, whatever. Yeah. But you're not protected because you don't have your garments. Because people will claim that garments have protected them from like house fires. Like, yep. like all parts of their body would be burned except <laughs> yes. for where their garments were. My, my uncle was in a car accident and claims that every part of his body that the garment wasn't touching. They're up. Yeah. Asbestos dipped? Is that how it works? <laughs> I don't know, but you got to make sure if you're, I mean, next time we go on a flight, buddy, I'm getting some garments, yeah. putting them on. Put some on me. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same way that Bibles in pockets have stopped at so least 20,000 bullets. Mm -hmm. And you got to, the bishop has to do the uh, the garment check. Oh, wait, what? what, what? How, how does he do that? So the, this is a, uh, the bishop comes up to you on Sunday and shakes your hand and then reaches over and gives you a little rub on the arm. Oh, my. Make sure the garment's under there. These are the it's parts right. of the job. This is what, <laughs> this Women, is why you take it. I'm not sure what men's garments look like because I don't think I ever saw any. Is um, it just a white Hanes t-shirt and boxers? I mean, I think that's yeah, pretty much what it looks like. But the yeah, women's but like are silky. like, yeah, they're like made of like uh, some kind of polyester, silky thing. And the women's are like cap sleeves. Yeah. That way and you have to stay modest. To the knees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the so. swimwear situation in Mormonism? Oh, Lord of mercy. Do you have to keep those well, on? Well, I'm sure. He, no. I mean, no you swimming. could take it off. I mean, if you drown. Well. You take the garments off when you swim? This well, is a loophole. Well, of course you take off your garments. Well, when you, that's you, another if you I don't want to be protected. To, uh, I wasn't allowed to swim on Sundays. There's another thing on for Sundays. you. On mm Sundays? -hmm. Why? Satan in the water on Sundays. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't He's aware of that. He's only there on Sunday. They get one day a week. To... <laughs> no, at girls camp. Did you ever go to girls camp? Mm-mm. At girls camp, which... Was all girls, um, but I was wearing my one piece swimsuit because it has to be one piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you don't wear bikinis or tankinis or anything. But I can't remember what they. Oh, I didn't have a cover up. I didn't have a cover up okay. to walk to the lake, um, and so they made me stack several inner tubes. <laughs> <laughs> And waddle, the and waddle man down the like all the girls. Like, were, why does it matter? Were there were there male counselors? Not counselors, but uh, yeah, I guess I, yeah, that's yeah. why. That, yeah. That's who you're tempting, so, I think. Exactly. In, the, in the adult male. Yes, counselor. the adult. Oof. The adult man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I Maya's waddling down the. Oh my god. Stacked with inner tubes. <laughs> <laughs> were they fun inner? Just like the big black rubber just like inner tubes. Circular. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. ones. <laughs> yeah. Where was? Where's the camp? Um, I think that they probably change it up, change the venue, because it's not like one place. It's just they book a campground. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. mine was somewhere in Arkansas. I do remember briefly whenever we did try to keep uh, Sundays uh, like the... Sacred? Yes. You tried to keep the Sabbath. To exactly. Keep, keep the holy. Sabbath holy. Yeah. Yeah. So no TV. Mm -hmm. I do remember there was a brief phase with that. Um, and like I said, it was when we lived with my aunt. And mm -hmm. so we were literal like you couldn't eat out. You couldn't yeah. purchase anything. Yeah. Um, you just kind of had to sit inside and like contemplate <laughs> like, 
your yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were never allowed to or... spend money on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You couldn't and go I to restaurants. Once or... or twice they tried to do the no TV, but that really never panned out. Football. Oh yeah, <laughs> eventually it came back on. Yeah. And what's yeah, even like in on Sunday mornings, like whenever everyone was getting ready for church, I would turn the TV on and like eat my cereal and watch Scooby Doo, <laughs> and I would get so pissed. Um, oh, remember? Um, oh, the, I'm pulling a memory I'd forgotten about. Uh, fast Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, fast and testimony. Fa- yeah. Fast mm-hmm. and testimony meeting. Oh, oh, fast like that. I thought you were like, okay, we're getting in and getting out today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So once a month, is it the end of the month? The last yeah, Sunday of the, the month? Yeah, the Sunday of the month. Uh, you are supposed to fast from sundown Saturday to sundown Sunday. And then the church service is different. Instead of having like your normal speakers who would speak on uh, topics, instead the they left the field open for open mic, open mic. <laughs> Basically, you would just get up and you would give your testimony of the church. And this is when you would get some exciting stories. <laughs> you're just like a little kid. Like you're either either it's a really boring one or it's a really good yeah. one. Mostly really boring. Mostly one time boring. my cousin got up and told all the girls they were mean to her. Ooh, Ooh. Called out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I don't think I don't think anyone in my family ever did it. Like ever did the testimony part? Yeah, I remember I think doing my the mom fast up, got up a couple of times, but, but they're all pretty much the same because they'd all just kind of stand up and there was like a standard thing they would say, like I know the church is true because <laughs> blah blah blah. Well, the best is every every month, uh, two or three toddlers would be dragged up by their parents while their parents whispered the exact same thing in their ear. I know the church is true. I know the church is true. <laughs> I know my family loves me. I know my family loves me. <laughs> I know we're the one true religion. <laughs> I know Jesus Christ loves me. I know Joseph Smith is a true prophet. Yep, Joseph is a true prophet. <laughs> Got to include that. Okay, so break over. So now that the big show has happened, there's not really any more rehearsal. And uh, Anne is just kind of out of sorts and pouting and sulking around the house and hates seeing Mark and Dolores at church together. Peter does take Anne to look at land. I think this might be, is this the first time? Yeah. And he wants her to marry him. And she says, I've never been anyone's girl, Peter Tate. Just because you've been assuming things doesn't mean I have. You know, you're always saying we and us like we're engaged or something and you've never even asked me. And that's when he kind of proposes. He's like, well, what about it? <laughs> and, yeah, it's still it's still a, just a kind of proposal. Yeah. And uh, and Anna's like, whatever. And he's like, I won't wait for you forever, Anne. So anyway, uh, her best friend Phyllis leaves for her teaching job because she got hired. And that's when Anne decides to officially resign from the choir because uh, she has no friends. <laughs> Who will one, she stand next Her one friend is gone. <laughs> and she She has, needs to just marry someone now yeah. because... I mean, just settle. Spinster time. Yeah. No younger. one else in town likes her. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she has Raymond deliver her resignation letter because she's also a coward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> along with the dress that Mark gave her. She, she asks him to deliver that dress uh, to Mark. And um, we also find out that uh, I guess this is kind of, well, maybe it's not important, but Raymond has a new secret pet. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think Anne goes out on a walk by herself and imagines herself married to Peter because she is probably like, well, I might as well settle. And uh, notices that the Blavins, Blavins, whatever, their home is on fire. So this fire completely destroys this home. And when Peter investigated, he found a tin of matches, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, does anyone recognize this tin? And that's when Raymond and Anne are both like, uh-oh, because they recognize it. It is Chester's tin. I guess he always carried these this little tin of matches or whatever around with him. Um, so she eventually does tell her father, and they go to consult authorities. But there's been a lot of complaints about Chester lately. Like, he's been killing chickens. <laughs> like oh just going God. to people's homes. And killing chickens. The way that she writes about this character is just so awful. <laughs> it's just awful. What purpose does it serve? Beats me. This whole this whole plot that's coming up is yeah. just like out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this like, is a what weird. Does it? What purpose does it serve? Janet Cox just hates people with <laughs> intellectual disabilities, it seems like. <laughs> it seemed like it was yeah. going in a Boo Radley direction, right? That's yeah. what I thought, yeah. too, right? I got Boo it. Radley vibes, but yeah. it definitely yeah. does not. And the, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's what she thought she would do, but uh, her, her prejudices got in her way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Uh, everyone's out for some reason. I can't remember. Maybe there's some kind of like charity thing where they're raising money for the Blavins. Since, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. And so Anne gets dressed up and decides to take dinner to Peter. And it's dark. It's night. And when she's walking, she hears rustling and like the same kind of sounds that she heard whenever she was at the ward gathering. And here's that laughter. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Here's that laughter again, and she panics and begins to run and realizes it's Chester, and he is following her, and he attacks her. However, when she comes to, she realizes that uh, she's looking around, and she's kind of confused, and she sees Chester, and he's just eating that food that she dropped because he's- He just wanted the chicken. He's basically been- just out surviving on his own because his dad isn't paying any attention to him. And that's why he's just kind of wandering from like farm to farm. And he's also been hanging out with Raymond. Like Raymond's been hanging out with Chester. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she gets up and tries to run and he attacks her again. <laughs> um, I, I wrote down like the page number it's on. It's just a really bizarre sequence where she does she eventually end up in the barn and chester's like trying to get her Yeah, she like locks herself in the barn and he's beating on the door yeah but mark shows up to save her (laughs) uh he takes her home and uh that's when she makes a connection that it was chester who was following her at the ward gathering um and i think she's concerned that maybe something happened Whenever she was passed out. Uh-huh. It's hinted at. It's hinted at because Mark says, I don't think Chester would know how to hurt you that way. Mm. Because she's kind of concerned about her uh, maiden. Is it maidenhead? Oh, that- my. Oh, God. Please tell me that word's not used. It's not. It's not. I just, <laughs> I just think it's a funny word. <laughs> An old-timey word. Yeah, I don't. What was the point of this scene? I guess to establish Mark as a hero and... They gotta have a, a villain. There's gotta be right. a villain, I guess. I don't really know what the, the point somehow. is. Um. Anyway, so Mark had come to talk to Anne because he had gotten the dress back, and he was like, "Look, we need to settle some stuff here." And he uh, he says, you know, that he really did buy this dress for her. 
It was meant for her. And when he was talking about like just marking, like biding his time and stuff that he was only really talking about his position with Dolores and not toying with Anne's affections. He I, really I meant loves just her. marking time. I'm Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, the next day, the father announces that the Blavins land was sold. Mark shows up and takes Anne on a buggy ride and they drive out to the Blavins land. And that's um, when he tells Anne that Peter purchased the land for himself and Anne and um, told Mark that he and Anne would be married in a month. And that's when Anne tells him that she never agreed to marriage. Peter is trying to pressure her. And Mark says, I wrote this down. Mark says, you think you're blameless? I think you need to do a little house cleaning. A man doesn't fall for a girl uninvited. <laughs> what? They do all the time, Yeah, Peter. they do that all the time. Constantly. I, uh, I ask permission first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a gentleman. As a gentleman. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Anyway, we'll just say back home, she has a fight with Peter. Um, Peter's convinced that Mark has confused Anne. And Anne's just like, listen, Peter, we're friends. That's all we're ever going to be, buddy. Sorry. Um, I'd ruin your potatoes again, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd do it again. <laughs> and Peter leaves, never to return. Um, then Raymond falls sick. Here's another thing that I don't think is necessary, but takes like 30 pages to talk about. <laughs> oh, but Raymond is sick and the doctor comes and um, at first he's like, oh, I think it's just a flu. You'll be fine. And then later on, Chester's- I want to eat food. I want to eat food. <laughs> he just wants food what? so bad. He Later on, um, they find Chester's body. Uh, Chester and Raymond both drank from a contaminated frog pond. <laughs> Chester died of typhoid. And so now they're pretty sure that that's what Raymond oh has. My God. So because her mom is expecting like what, her seventh child? Uh-huh. Something like that. And she seemed like old as shit too to be <laughs> having another baby. Way too old. How many of them have died? At least one. Yeah, I think just the one. Okay. One boy died because there's a scene where they go to the grave. Um... So Anne has to take care of Raymond and um, they are completely quarantined. And eventually Anne learns that Mark has left the, has left the Ashley has left Ashley. Um, And he was fired as a choir director. So there's no need for him to hang around anymore. He doesn't have a job. Why would he stay there? Um, And he had at one point tried to tell Anne, but the family was under quarantine because of the typhoid. So he was not able to meet up with her. You didn't give a very good excuse about this later. I, I, this is what I'm saying. You could have sent a letter. It was one of those things. I couldn't explain myself in writing. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a very easy way to explain yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those like narrative things that you need mystery around what he's doing or whatever. And it's just if he had just said what's going yeah. on, it would have fixed everything. Yeah, yeah. No reason he couldn't have written a letter. Yeah. But then, you know. I wouldn't have the drama. Gotta we'd, have the we'd drama. We missed the trip to town with Prescott. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, like, why does this need to be added? So, um, despite Anne's careful nursing of Raymond, uh, he's been on this very strict diet for the past few weeks because of his typhoid. What is it, custard? It's like just, yeah, just like plain foods, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And uh, because his intestines are weak or something. And so he gets out of bed one day and eats some apples and dies. Uh, (laughs) Not supposed to eat those apples if you have typhoid. So just a note, if you ever get typhoid, don't 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 eat. Don't eat an apple. Mm -mm. This book can save your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really can. 
Um, so Dr. Sloan um, suggests that Anne, you know, she was such a great nurse, even though her patient died, <laughs> uh, that maybe she could go to Ogden with his son, Prescott, who is a doctor now. And she could kind of shadow him and see if the nursing life is for her. And so she does go and she gets very fancy and Prescott comes and picks her up in his buggy and they go to Ogden. And they go to like a cafe and they have lunch together. And um, while they're there, they talk about Phyllis because Prescott has the hots for Phyllis. And Anne's like, go for it, bro. So, <laughs> And they a- make a point to talk a lot about how he's like seven foot one or something. Just to- yeah. Hmm. And Phyllis is like four three. So it's a very strange coupling. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but it's cute. Um, so she forgets her muff in a cafe and when she goes back it's gone so this muff is pretty important though so uh and also after her day at the hospital she realizes that the nursing life is not for her and so she goes back home when she gets home there's uh uh, well later on there's a letter from phyllis and she and prescott are in love and will be engaged by christmas and then there's a party for her two friends who recently got married so she goes to this party at Sister Lacey's home. And as she's going in, she sees a man on the porch and she greets him. And the man speaks and it's Mark. Um, and they have a, uh, he gives her the muff that she thought she had lost. And she's like, why do you have this? Um, because he was in Ogden trying to find work. He wants to make some money and bring her to the big city, I Hang guess. On. Uh, dumb question. What's a muff? It's like a like a muffler. Like you put it's your hand hands warmer. in it. Okay. It's like that, that circular thing that you So like your... earmuffs, but for your hands. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of having gloves, you just have like this furry thing that you, usually it's fur. Strange. It's a fur muff, yeah. and you would put your your hands, and actually I've heard that these are better for warming your hands because your hands are touching, so you yeah. have your body heat. Right. Just like mittens are but better. But you're also unable to do anything yes, while wearing this. Yes, use not, your arms. And right. But I mean, she's a woman. What is she going to do anyway? Right, exactly. Not supposed so. to be working. So Definitely not. Should not be holding any kind of reins to lead a buggy, whatever. Um, so uh, they have an argument at first, and then they stop and they talk about it. And that's when he proposes and Anne accepts and the end. The end. It was beautifully enacted by um, Harvey and Josh at the beginning. <laughs> he so. doesn't propose as much as he demands marriage. That's and, true. He does say, yeah. Anne, Jeanette, you're mine. I will burn down any <laughs> house of any potential suitor. And the uh, the way the, the like just the final sentence of the book is really weird. Uh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. Okay. Above us, the stiff branches of the winter cottonwoods creaked in the wind. Creaked and rattled. (laughs) She she didn't know how to end that book. (laughs) Well, there's also a scene whenever Raymond dies that has a weird ending. I don't think she knows how to end these things. Okay. She says, we buried Raymond in the windy cemetery on the hill next to baby Richard John and grandmother Caro. There were a lot of flowers. <laughs> That's a little nicer than creaks and rattles. Or creaks and yeah. rattles. Well, it's winter. You know, time has, has passed. Um, but whatever Raymond, before he died, he promised her that Staten would show up and come for her. And so she's thinking of that right before. Uh, thinking of her brother Raymond, R.I.P. Yeah. So her life story is over. She's now betrothed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all that matters. Now she can pump out seven kids, <laughs> probably at least seven. Go for that record. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, I disagree that Raymond dying doesn't serve a purpose because uh, yeah, this isn't a good book. 
It's not a good book. <laughs> it's not a well-written book. The story sucks. <laughs> this is a uh, patriarchal book. But it uh, it really captures that feeling of being a teenage girl and, and not knowing what you want and the silliest things feel like super important you know and your your hair ribbons getting a new hair ribbon feels super important and and you know the solo seems really important and then your brother dies and you realize what's important so i think that's mm. what that uh, served you know yeah she's not green anymore oh nice <laughs> she's you know, had she to couldn't have death. gotten that from just being attacked and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like thinking she was like going to die. Poor Chester, though. Died of typhoid all alone? All alone. Like, what's the, yeah, the, some fucking Mormon town, they take right, care of yeah. everybody else except for the drunk with the disabled son. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with them. No, they just shun them and let them die of typhoid and drink water out of frog ponds. Were they members of the church? Just saying, maybe they're not uh, temple worthy. I assume the whole town. <laughs> is. I feel like maybe that one household. Yeah, wasn't. that's the one. Yeah, I feel like if you're truly uh, uh, believe in it, you yeah. would. You should. Yeah, go yeah. She does them. run into someone that she says used to go to church. It wasn't Chester's family. Mm. I can't remember anything about it, but she mentions like, oh, he used to go to Apostates church. Apostates like Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah thanks, dude. <gasps> Uh, so do we want to talk about missionaries? What are we going to talk about any more Mormon stuff? This stuff is, is bonkers. I think, uh, I've had more than I can take of it. Mm. <laughs> no non-Mormon it's, questions for the Mormons? Well, I mean, it's all just like, what are all these words that are, <laughs> that are being thrown at me? All these. Are you, can, are you confused about laurels still? Yeah. Okay. I can't do you even think remember. Maya maid this comes today, from? It's like, what is like brownies, you know, for, mm-hmm. yeah. at least it's the but same I, thing. Yeah. What were the young men's? They were just divided up by like Aaronic. Uh, oh, by the priesthood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. By the yeah. levels of priesthood. That makes sense. I couldn't remember. Um, and also divided up by who went to strip clubs when they turned 18 and who didn't. <laughs> I've <laughs> got a good question about voice. Uh, the Mormon punk scene. That, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. what, what is a Mormon punk like? You said. Oh, my punky love, Matt. Yeah. No, well now you're moving into punk E. No, he was like, he's he was pretty punk. Uh he got me into like the Dead Kennedys and shit. That's yeah, how pretty is this cool. allowed? He would sneak it. Um actually his okay. mom Josh acting a- like he hasn't seen SLC yeah. punk. I, I think, hate that movie. <laughs> I've never seen you it. You don't like <laughs> Matthew Lillard as a punk? With his fake mohawk. Uh <laughs> um, absolute poser. He Mormon moms have this sense and they just go through their kids stuff constantly, apparently, because they're at home. Mm-hmm. What else are they going to do? All I mean, day? that's all religious parents. Yeah. And I think <laughs> she found a bunch of his stuff um, and threw it all away. Um, the dead Kennedy, she thought, was just disgraceful because of the band name without even listening to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, I don't know if that would have helped them. My mom yeah. felt the same about Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like, Mom, listen to Passenger Seat, though. Mom, <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, but he, uh, she did a per Dean like pretty quickly after they moved and he would have me like record stuff for him onto mixtapes and label it like Bob Dylan or whatever. (laughs) Um, and he even gave me some of his CDs for safekeeping. So I had some of his stuff, but he was, I mean, he was into like, um, minor threat and dead Kennedys and the clash. There was just a 
Mormon kid that was into punk. There wasn't like a Mormon. Scene. Well, not in Marshfield. He came from Wisconsin and hung out with punks there. There was a Mormon punk in my church too. Interesting. I think there's one in every church. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every church. He's got, got patches on his uh, on his garments. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have garments until they go on their mission. Yeah. Yeah. So if, well, on his mission, he has yeah. an Ostrotten yeah. back patch on his safety pin. You yeah. get your you get your garments when you're a young man about to go on your mission, and for women, it's when you get married. Um, well, you get them when you take out your endowments, right? And you well, can take out your endowments before you get married. I guess you can. My aunt finally got garments later. So she, because she and her husband were not sealed in the temple and later they divorced, but she did go and get her endowment. So I guess you could do that before if you wanted. But. How often can you replace the garments? Like the physical garments? I mean, you can buy, you order them from like the Mormon mm-hmm. store. Okay, okay. I think you're encouraged <laughs> to not wear like Okay, just garments. making sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah you got to replace those garments. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat stain the garments. Yeah, that's what I was worried I mean, about. and they're not like cotton, like they're not breathable. It's like a, yeah, yeah. they're going to be gross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you maybe the men are. Budget. I feel like the the women probably get the shaft in the garment area. I bet <laughs> the sure men have like really nice, breathable, comfortable cotton garments, and women are like. They should, to me, I assume that they basically just look like a man paper doll with like a little. Uh... <laughs> oh, I, I think so. Like, probably, yeah. 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 Have you ever gone to like a funeral and seen like the Mormon garments on people who are being buried? Like, like my grandfather like, like a temple in their garments. Well, he had like his temple outfit on. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No, like it was all white, that. and then he had like this green sash or something. Really? That seems like sacrilegious. Almost, yeah. I can't believe because that's the like sash you wear in the temple. I didn't know you could have that outside the temple. I think you can Great. if you are if you be if, if you die, you get to have it again. Because yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. he was buried. Everyone in, it. in our family was always yeah. buried in white. Yeah, uh, but not their like temple whites. Yeah. I can't remember my grandma's, but I just know that they had I like people that. come in and clean up his like Mormon people came in and like helped to clean him and prepare. Yeah, his that's, body. A, that's a Mormon. Mm-hmm. Mormons do that more often than. Could, other people could you still get buried in like a dale earnhardt number three casket but then <laughs> i mean i don't see why not i just know that you're not supposed to be cremated because that was a big argument with me and my mom when i was a kid because w- during the resurrection it's gonna be uh, how are you gonna put god the body back god, together? god can't humpty dumpty you <laughs> look he only has so much magic yeah. he can't yeah. do certain yeah. spells. he can he can grab your uh the various fat deposits from the soil and put them back on your skeleton. <laughs> he has, uh, but can't. He has can't created out of dust ashes. before, but he can't do it again. <laughs> well, one time a, thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe for like one person or two people, he can. But if there's too many, he's just going to get too tired of it's doing a lot that. Of work. So. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why I think there's only 144,000 elect. I think there's a couple. <laughs> a couple of religions getting <laughs> a little bit of everything right. Yeah. So I, I think the last Mormon story. I'll tell is about Mormon missionaries. Um, I have fond memories of the missionaries because they're just teenagers. They're just like 19, 20 year old boys in your home. They love to party. (laughs) Wanting, wanting to tell you where you're going when you die. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they would, um, my aunt, would have the missionaries over for dinner all the time, right? Because they pretty much, they don't have a lot of money. They pretty much depend upon people in the church to feed them, at least for like dinners yeah. and stuff. So um, they would come over all the time. And I remember as a kid, they, they're not supposed to be there past a certain time. But I remember as a kid, like my aunt made us go to bed like at eight. We had a very strict bedtime and I hated it. Um, but I would hear the missionaries out there 
they would play card games with my aunt and my mom. Moop they would up. they would watch MTV. <gasps> what? Because one of the missionaries, um, Elder Erickson, loved Depeche Mode. Because my mom always oh. complained about having to listen to like. I guess under 20 minutes, they'd always play Depeche Mode. She's like, I hate that band. They're weird. Um, hate that synth pop crap. Hates that personal Jesus song. It was Violator era. I mean, you cannot deny a young man the Violator era Depeche Mode. That is And you could just take horrible. personal Jesus as just a religious, almost a hymn. Exactly. I feel like that's violating missionary code. Like, I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to watch TV. They're not. But if someone else has it on, one of the... If someone else has it on, like there were some who would be like house. very strict and would like turn their heads and not even look at the TV when they were at your house if it was on. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember that. Me and- when the big pimping videos on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also Mormon missionaries always fell in love with my sister because she was like 16, 17. Oh, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so they would come around and Monica had a couple of Mormon missionary bows. I'm not going to lie. That's not supposed to happen, it's is it? It's not supposed to happen. And they were, um, uh, I remember going to like Tulsa so she could meet up with one of her missionary Jeez. boyfriends. Get over this. This is scandalous. Yep. It really was. And at one point she had to go like confess it to the, to oh, the my. bishop. And uh, oh, the boy wow. she was with got sent home early, which is. Oh, yeah. she ruined his damn life. <laughs> it's they, I think they did something bad. I, I delayed a mission. Like, Bottle of vodka. Like, I don't think it was just hand-holding. I think, I think they did something. Oh, my God. The, uh, the boy I was engaged to had to delay his mission. Because of you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Causing men to stumble out here. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't Put on spaghetti straps good. and... <laughs> <laughs> The rules are in place for a reason. You understand yeah. that, right? But I think my mom boys, and my aunt liked being like the cool church people. Did that they the want missionaries... the companionship? Like, is that? I think they always just felt bad because they're teenagers. You know, they're just kids, mm-hmm. and I think they always felt bad for them because like twenty five dollars a week for exactly. food. Exactly. Oh they like, God. and they're supposed to just like sit at home and read the Book of Mormon when they're not yeah. out like trying to convert. You know, to Nightmare. convert people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they have like one day a week that they can wear normal clothes. Uh, the rest of the mm-hmm. time, they're supposed to be in, like, their dress shirt yeah. and mm-hmm. slacks. Um, and I think they just felt really bad for these kids. Um, and I still feel kind of sad when I see Mormon missionaries, like young ones. I went to visit my cousin while she was on her mission, which it was against the rules in and of itself. Uh, but I went into her apartment and it was just, uh, there was like an air mattress. <laughs> oh, and, it's sad. I uh, went into a missionary's uh, apartment once. Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is like and just, a, there's nothing. A cardboard box turned over. It's like a regular 18-year-old boy's first apartment. <laughs> and yeah, and Mormons also, they put those missionaries up in like the shittiest like apartments. Yeah. Like so. they lived in the shittiest apartments in Marshfield, so which is saying something. It's Mormon's <laughs> version of being a monk, basically. You Kinda. have, you have yeah. nothing. Yeah, like you're not allowed to talk to your family. You get one phone call on Christmas and so your mom's birthday, right? I think it's <laughs> I Christmas think you can, and your mom's yeah, birthday. There's like exceptions <laughs> and they, on, on their days off when they can wear whatever they want, that's the day they can like write letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time they're not supposed to. Um, but yeah. This sucks. No, it, I always feel bad for them. Um, women missionaries My one aren't... day writing letters, it's all to Natalie Portman over and over. <laughs> Send off 50 once a week. Waiting for you whenever you're done. Yeah. Uh, female missionaries aren't as common. Yeah, I talked to them, but they they do happen. <laughs> and like I said, my when I went to college, my grandma 
when I was a freshman at MSU, gave my information to like the local, I guess it would be the singles ward because that's where college kids would go. It's the closest Why'd one. Why'd she have to do you like that? I don't know because they would literally just show up at my dorm room and I'm like, God darn it. <laughs> I don't want um, you people to see me. But yeah, I remember my not sophomore like year, I was like, okay, they're not going to find me now. New address, no longer in the dorms. And um, I was dating a guy and he gave me like all these old playboys he's like i don't really want them anymore do you want them and i was like that's a normal thing you give to, well, your, to your lady on he the was like, does your three month anniversary trunk full of porn yeah he was like does <laughs> your roommate anniversary, yeah. he was like does your roommate want them i was living with my friend jason and i was like oh sure i'll give them to jason and uh we just had them in like a milk crate like next to a chair we we're like because we didn't care and one day these lady missionaries showed up and one of them was sitting in that chair and she was just like this the whole time and would not turn her oh. head. And like, we couldn't figure out, like, we're just like, she's sitting so weird. And then um, I got up and I walked by. I was like, oh, fuck, it's the Playboys. <laughs> like, we are just ruining missionaries out here. We're the worst humans. Um, but well, yeah. Coming up on the two hour point. <laughs> what, what? You didn't rate this book. We haven't rated it yet. Who wants to rate the book? Do we want to do, oh, wait, do we want the fire. Goodreads rating first? Sure. Way too high. <laughs> I'll say this: This is the first time since uh, what was the book? The V.C. Andrews book, where I was like, "Can I just not read this and get away with it?" Because this morning I had half left, and I suffered oh, through wow. it. This one doesn't have a movie that you can cheat with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was in a grumpy mood, knowing I was going to have to spend all day at work reading this. I just saw Josh's review. Okay. Um, so oh, he, left he, he actually left it. a review. Um, so this book has 92 ratings on wow. Goodreads, which is way more wow. than I expected. We've done I books that have I think there's a lot of nostalgia like, for this from a certain community. <laughs> yeah, that's my guess. Um, out of those 92 ratings, it has a 3.84. Pretty high. Yeah, Pretty that's kind of high. What's the kite runner? Probably similar. <laughs> Allie, 10 days ago, wrote DNF, didn't connect with the main character, just wasn't for me. That's what I where I was this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we were supposed to connect with. Her. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was looking at. The Have you never had two, two? Who were you rooting for, Peter or Mark? Uh, I was rooting for fucking Chester. <laughs> I was rooting for Typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, I gave it two stars on Goodreads. Joshua, do you want to read your? So I guess two hooves is what I'm giving. Oh, us. it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> It doesn't format it the way I want. Okay, how did you format it? Because I was kind of confused. It's supposed to look like the cover, so the. the Oh, okay. Where summer and green are hyphenated. He wrote sucks, but he put a hyphen between the C and the K S. Yeah. Okay. So it didn't format. (laughs) So now you just look like a dumbass. (laughs) People are like, "Suck K S." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, that's too bad. In which I don't. I don't think we've uh, described the uh, type on the cover, but the book is called Summer Green. I'm showing to you guys. (laughs) The book is called Summer Green, but they hyphenate between summer and green rather than using any different uh, size size. font. Green is on a second line below summer. If you open the book, it's just called Summer Green. All one word. All one word. So just a hideous choice. It's called design, Josh. And it is published by Deseret. Mm, that's a big Mormon publishing mm. company. Okay. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard of them before. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Uh-huh. There used to be a Mormon bookstore here in town. Did you ever go to that one? Uh, no, I didn't. I should try to corner their market. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, it closed a long time ago, but uh, 
I'll give it a 2.75 hoofs for the nostalgia. Okay. Mm, An unprecedented (laughs) (laughs) 2.75. All right. So we did it, guys. We got through Summer Green. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted a vehicle to talk about Mormonism, which we did, and I'm glad for that. Mm -hmm. We We can do it again whenever you guys do the singles ward for your podcast. We can also read Valley of Fire. <laughs> yeah. There, I, I was reading about Mormon film the other day, and uh, the industry has collapsed. Oh. Yeah, so we'll That's have to talk about that when we talk about it. Has Clean Flix collapsed? The, the thing Pure Flix? Oh, Pure Flix. Oh, those are two w- different. Uh, where they censor the movies and yeah, make the, them. Clean Flix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Is that uh, still around? Uh, well, they that got was in, a Mormon thing, right? Yeah, yeah. When they was. started. Yeah. They yeah. got in trouble from film For studios. Copyright? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's copyright <laughs> issues. They had no permission to <laughs> yeah. cut up these movies. Well, I don't know. I think they should be allowed. To, I don't think they're. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've had the two of you on Hoot and Holler. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's do Singles Ward for our show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Then we can yeah. talk we about can... the history of Mormon film. We can get into all the wacky Mormon shit we didn't get into today. There's a lot more stories, There's I feel like. We can about. discuss how the Mormon Spielberg left the church. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. going to learn some stuff I didn't know. And in the, uh, in the hereafter, I'll see you all in the Telestial Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> what, what is happening to my soul? What has happened to it or what's going <laughs> lot, to happen to it? Right? I can't tell you it. what's going to happen. <laughs> what's the best case scenario for me? Telestial would be good. What is, to, Can what is this I word? <laughs> get infamous enough that I get prayed up higher. So you want to be you want celestial Ooh. glory. Is I what mean you want. like what are you looking for here? <laughs> High up. I want I want the good shit. But well, without doing anything in life. You're going to have to convert if you want to get to the celestial well, kingdom. But, but what about you know how they like prayed in Anne Frank or whatever. How do I get that to happen for me? You got to be a celeb. Oh, do you want me to baptize? Well, you, you have to be Post dead death. first. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. what I'm oh, looking for. Oh, so in can you do it? Well, whenever well, I gotta you go get my recommend back. <laughs> whenever you die, uh, you can convert to Mormonism still after your death, um, if you want to. And these names are given to probably the prophet. Would you say? Who gets the names of the dead who want to be baptized? Oh, it's like, yeah. yeah. Through who, revelation. Through revelation, yeah. 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 And so... And I think you can probably, like, submit names as a... Probably, if you're, like... Can I submit mine now? Just... We can, <laughs> we can do this in my bathtub. Like, I am a Mormon, you know. We could see if it takes. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, mean, I don't... I'm, do I'm you open know to everyone... Anyone? Getting me in wherever, like Scientology can do the stuff they do to me. You want to cover all your bases. After I'm dead. I don't want to put in any work in life. I don't want to believe any of it. (laughs) Do you know anyone with the priesthood who can baptize you for Joshua? I, oh yeah, my, uh. My friend who went on his mission to Provo. Okay. He's ex-Mormon so also. It but hasn't been taken away. He still well, has. You know, you know, okay. As much as Where's that Mormon are. punk? Can he baptize me? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> this, this uh, is the one. One and the same. Okay. Uh, my Mormon punk, I ran into him a while ago. Do you? Never mind. I'll tell you off mic. But he, he and I were messaging on Facebook, or it was when I still had a Facebook. Sounds sus. <laughs> Blake, are you aware of this? That she's <laughs> Facebook messaging uh, my former Mormon punk crush. It's he time, said, it's not, time not for shocked. you guys to get not a shocked. couple's yeah. account. No. He, he, <laughs> I don't dress my wife. keep Jessica behind these things. Blake. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I like the ones that put the like, little like. Yeah. So cringe. 
he uh, told me he left the church, which was a big deal because right. his family was like super Mormon. He went on a mission and everything. Yeah. So he was like, can I, the rules are in place for a reason. Yeah. Left the church. Um, well, before we say goodbye to Harvey, um, our next book, I wanted to do something more modern. Um, if it's that goddamn horoscope club again. It's not. <laughs> that, that's retired for now, I think. It's a 1994 cult classic called Girl by Blake Nelson. Um, the book is the about... Actor? Tim Blake? No, not Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> not Tim. An author named Blake Nelson. And the book, just to give you a little bit of info, it chronicles um, a young girl's exploration of the Northwest music scene at the height of the grunge revolution. Oh, nice. So... That sounds, that sounds you said good. this was a classic? It's like a like a culty teen classic. It's not like it's still in print. Like it's not like it's okay. something that you know. Joshua says if I haven't read it, it's a classic. <laughs> no, it just not seemed like canon. she started with Seattle grunge scene and worked her way back from there. Yeah. yeah. So that's our next book, um, Harvey. Before we go, I want to thank you for coming on thank and you. for it was been a lot of fun. Congratulations on getting out of Mormonism. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> it's been you. informative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything you want to promote before you go? Uh, I'm on a podcast with Joshua. Mm-hmm. It's called Hoot and Holler. Mm-hmm. You might have heard better it. than I <laughs> plug things. Yeah, <laughs> you can find <laughs> us on Twitter, Patreon. Uh, soon Trump social, hopefully, if, <laughs> if they can get it up and running. Truth social. Um... We also talk about movies for some reason on bonus episodes, and we just dropped Varsity Blues, so mm-hmm. patreon.com slash areyoutherepod. Which mm-hmm. was more problematic, this or Varsity, varsity Blues? Varsity probably. Blues, probably. Both... You had explicit guys talking about how they drug women and yeah. take advantage Check of it them. out on so Patreon. <laughs> Link in the show notes. Woo! Um, and our next bonus up, I think, is going to be Risky Business is what we decided uh, to do. We haven't done it yet. So, but, yeah. It'll be exciting. Well, we're committing it. <laughs> um, other than that, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Are You There Pod on Twitter, which I never, ever check. I just go out and uh, like my friend's tweets. Um, but we are at Jimmy Goosebumps on Twitter. Jimmy Goosebumps uh-huh. for some reason. And you can find us on uh, Patreon uh, yeah. to get that Bye. bonus content. So... All right. That's it. Blake, anything to add? Until next time. See you later, horse girls. Yay. (laughs) We did it. Let's clap. Let's clap.